Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again as we have reached uh, another milestone in our journey uh, and attempt to uh, read through the Bible in a year. And uh, we have been in the Gospels now for uh, a few weeks, and uh, we are making uh, our way at a pace of three chapters a day, and we've made our way to the Gospel of Luke, uh, the third of our Gospels, the third of the synoptic Gospels. And so we will begin this morning uh, uh, by taking a, a look at Luke and his Gospel, saying a, a few words about uh, uh, the first three chapters, some summary statements, and then we'll uh, finally uh, take a look at our focal passage. So if you have a Bible, it's uh, convenient for you to do so. Uh, get it and open it to uh, Luke chapter uh, 1. And our emphasis in just a few minutes uh, will be in verses 36 through 34. Now, uh, Luke uh, was a, a Gentile. Uh, he is referred to as a physician. He uh, was uh, seemingly a companion of the Apostle Paul. He is an author of uh, both this gospel, uh, called by his name, Luke, and a second volume uh, known as uh, Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. And so, uh, so he wrote a substantial portion of our New Testament, uh, seemingly as a Gentile, wrote uh, from the perspective of explaining uh, who Jesus uh, was, what he came to do, uh, for a broader understanding uh, to the, the Gentile world. So many times he'll pause to explain a particular Jewish practice or a custom uh, because he's aware that, that not everybody has this background uh, in Judaism. And so he certainly... Uh, sees Jesus Christ as the Savior uh, for all of the world, not uh, just the Gentiles. He tells us that he writes uh, to a particular individual, Theophilus, uh, to give him accurate and orderly information uh, as to the uh, to the life the person and the work of the of the Lord uh, Jesus Christ he wants to put things uh, in good order uh, for the sake of preservation for the sake of uh, uh, their uh, being uh, handed down uh, and utilized uh, for uh, the years ahead and so he begins uh, with that statement in the first portion of chapter 1. And then he reaches back uh, into uh, uh, the beginnings of the uh, earthly life of the Lord uh, Jesus and even precedes uh, that earthly ministry by telling us uh, about this relative, John the Baptist, and his uh, unique uh, conception and birth being uh, given uh, to an elderly couple but being born uh, for the purpose of being uh, the forerunner of uh, the Messiah. And then we're uh, told about the announcement of uh, uh, this uh, supernatural way the Lord Jesus will be conceived in the, uh, the womb of the Virgin uh, Mary and then how she responds uh, to that. And uh, we uh, get uh, the, the birth narrative of uh, John the Baptist and then that's followed by the birth narrative of the Lord Jesus Christ, his early life, including uh, being presented uh, at the temple, the account of uh, Jesus uh, uh, 
uh, interacting with the religious leaders in the temple and being uh, left behind by his, uh, by his parents. And then we uh, start to uh, move toward uh, the beginning of Jesus' ministry uh, with uh, the, uh, the pro proclamation of John the Baptist, the call to uh, repentance. And then the section closes uh, with uh, the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ, which differs uh, uh, somewhat uh, from Matthew's uh, genealogy. So let's go back and let's read uh, beginning uh, in uh, chapter 1, verse 26, and uh, this announcement to Mary of the fact that she has been chosen uh, to uh, bear in her womb uh, the one who is the fulfillment uh, to the promises to David, the one who shall save his people from their sins. Verse 26, Luke 1. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God uh, to a city in Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed uh, to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, trying to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said uh, to the angel, How uh, will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God, and a son, uh, and uh, a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren, uh, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed uh, from her. And so the reference is uh, to uh, this sixth month of the pregnancy of this uh, relative Elizabeth. And so at that time, uh, a messenger from God, an angel, uh, we know him uh, as Gabriel, uh, goes and uh, goes to uh, uh, this young girl, probably a mid-teenager at, at uh, the oldest. Uh, we're told specifically that she's a virgin. She has not been involved uh, with a, a man, but that... Uh, uh, because she has found favor, she is going to conceive a child through uh, the unique uh, interaction, uh, the supernatural power of God's Holy Spirit. And this child is truly going to be uniquely the Son of God. He is going to be the only begotten God, he, uh, Son of God. He is going uh, to be uh, uh, God with us, Emmanuel. Uh, he is going to be the God-man uh, who can and does uh, save his people, uh, who atones for the sins of his people, who rules and reigns in fulfillment of the promises uh, made to David. Uh, if you want to review those, you can go back to 2 Samuel uh, chapter uh, 7. And so uh, the angel gives a bit of an explanation as to how uh, this comes to be. And it is an essential element of Christian or biblical doctrine. Uh, without the 
uh, conception through the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the Virgin uh, Mary. Uh, we really don't have a, a means by which uh, 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 Jesus is truly the, the God-man, the uh, fully God, fully man. Uh, if he is not the unique God-man, the Son of God, fully God, fully man, uh, then he cannot be Savior. And so we must uh, assert, we must d defend, we must believe uh, this great reality uh, of how uh, Jesus uh, is who the Bible claims him to be and the incarnation begins uh, with this work of the Holy Spirit, with this union of God and man in the womb of Mary. And so those are, are great mysteries for us uh, to ponder, but they are necessary uh, mysteries uh, for us to believe for our salvation. So I pray that this is a blessing to your day and I'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.